we are back, back. And I'm here with Shed again, mate. Thanks for joining me. He's got the Spurs jersey on. Is that a David Robinson jersey? It is. It's draft night, baby. It is draft night. We're just getting a little bit hot for everyone. So obviously big NBA fans. Season is less than... I'm going to go with around 36 hours away. So it's very exciting times. It's that real good build-up. We've had massive sports over the weekend, which we will be diving into throughout the episode. We've had the ICC Cricket World Cup that is happening at the moment. And like Shed said, it is quite drawn out for what is happening. But he would deep dive into that. We've had the EPL, which the From the Spot boys are dominating. We've had me absolutely tearing up the lottery the other day, taking on the 8K quaddy and my best of the day at $6.50. Thanks for coming very much, CEO. Absolute goat. And then we also have the NFL, which is uh, there's still one game to go tomorrow. But uh, it's been a very interesting round to sort of see where everyone's at. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty to talk about here, and I can't wait to get into the NBA, which we're going to save for the end because it's going to hype us up for our draft night, which is literally an hour away. So this episode might be a little bit shorter tonight. Boys are busy. Boys are excited. But how you been, mate? Yeah, no, I've been good. It's, uh, as you said, there's a lot happening. There's a lot lot of time spent sitting in front of TVs on social medias trying to catch up with everything that's happening. So we're trying to be all over here at SC, but, uh, you know, we'll deep dive into a few things and... It's just an exciting time of the year. Oh, it is an exciting time of the year. You're right. Previously for me, I think younger, just really an AFL man, probably cricket, tennis. So when the footy season finishes, you're just sort of standing there in the backyard like Pablo Escobar in that in that little meme that you've got. But now, obviously, running a sports podcast, you've got the NFL, which starts in August, really. And then now we've got the NBA rolling in. So it's all steam ahead, mate. And I'm sure there'll be a couple of Saturdays where we're flicking between the races and the NBA for the day. Almost busier now. Yes, I agree. Everything goes, it's all AFL during the winter, but you've got to have a lot of fingers in a lot of pies here at SC, and that is us to a T. Yeah, well, that's why I thought Thorny would be here. He loves a pie, but none, none, <laughs> none, left. Left. <laughs> none left. None left. None left. But we will break down a little bit of Premier League news before the NFL shed, so please flip your script across to the next page and, but we'll have a look at the ladder. They'll get they'll break down the games on the review episode, then of course the predictions for next week. But I just sort of get your sort of thoughts around it. Do you think much is going to change? So I'm just going to read them out very quickly for everyone out there. So if you're not a, a soccer fan, I'm just going to give you a bit of a breakdown on where everything is at. So currently you've got Man City on 21 points, Arsenal on 21 points as well after playing nine games. Liverpool and Tottenham both on 20 points, but Tottenham have still got to play tomorrow, so they're a game behind. Aston Villa in fifth, which has been an incredible run, and they had a great win this morning. Newcastle six, Brighton seven, United eighth, West Ham ninth, Chelsea tenth, lol. Eleventh, uh, Crystal Palace, twelves, Wolves, and we'll round it out with Fulham from there. I don't think anyone else can really make a shake for it from there, and that's why I've cut it off from there for probably making your Europa League type spots. Just want to get your thoughts on the positions at the moment. Um, how you thought teams are traveling, and then also how you think teams are going to be going uh, throughout the season. I love how wide open it is at the top there. It's usually um, shaping up maybe down to three already by now. But there's probably your top four there, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, are probably all a shake at the moment, like no one expected Tottenham to be up there. But genuine three contenders, contenders, can Tottenham hang on? Newcastle, we all know their quality type thing. They've had a bit of a rough run. They did run into a lot of the top teams to start. Uh, but how will the Champions League affect them? Yep. Didn't know they got a bit of a uh, depth in their squad now that they've added. Aston Villa, they were my smoky coming into the season, but they finished the season so strong last year after getting uh, Unai Emery in as their manager. 
So there's not really a surprise that they're Good hanging evening. around fifth. Good evening. Have you seen that meme of Uno Emery? No. You got interviewed. People would know this if you're a big EPL fan, but he's uh, he was interviewed afterwards in the game and he went to say good evening and he said good evening and he said it with a B and it was just maybe the accent, that what it was. And then after having a couple of wins, social medias were posting good evening, like after having a great win. It's yeah, rolling with it was it. porridge and that's what social media trends do. It does look a little like. bit like Count Dracula or yeah. Uno Emery. Uh, Brighton, probably around about where we'd expect them to be. They're challenging good sides. Uh, got a goal against Man City there the other day, but did go down. Man United, they can absolutely jump off. West Ham have really turned it around from last year after just surviving the relegation battle. Chelsea, what the hell's going on there? Crystal Palace, I had them like around going down. So they're doing pretty well there, but obviously there's still a long way to go. Uh, Wolves been impressive, hanging in there actually. They are... Probably need a bit of a bit of a round of applause there, Wolves, because I also had them struggling. And Fulham, I don't think, are actually the real deal. I think they might be in a bit of trouble as we get closer to the end of the season. I couldn't agree more with you. The one that does surprise me a little bit, and seventh I know is not great, but Brighton, considering the players that went out, um, I think is astronomical, and including West Ham as well, obviously losing Declan Rice. But uh, it is it is really great to see that it's not your typical super six that we're used to seeing. And... Um, Apologies to all Everton fans out there. You uh, didn't make it on there considering that you're pretty much, I think they're 15th at this stage. So, uh, it, yeah, it's great to see that, especially Aston Villa, Ollie Watkins dominating from where he is at the moment. Um, Good for can, fantasy owners, he is. Can you can you pick me a winner at this stage? Uh, he's, look, a safe batting man still says City, but I'm loving how close it is to start. I'd love to see a Cinderella Tottenham story. Since, oh, yeah. I, since I'm a bit of a... Uh, Leeds man, and I'm in the Champo at the moment, so it doesn't really matter to me. But uh, as long as Chelsea don't win it, Man United don't win it, whatever. But uh, you know, there's there's room to for a Cinderella story for anyone, I think. Yeah, for me as a Liverpool supporter, I know we're in third at the moment, which we're getting the results, which is what you need to do when you're not playing good football. We're getting the results, but it's just not clicking at the moment. Uh, obviously, Mo Salah kicking the two goals, including a penalty the other day, but it just it just feels a little bit off. Mm. At this stage for Liverpool, and it's crazy to say, considering we're third, Chelsea will probably sit there and go, oh, geez, we'd take, we'd take that at this stage. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great season. And It's, it's, uh, nearly, it's nearly workmanlike, though, isn't it? Like you're going under the radar and still within a point of uh, going top with yeah. nine games played. So you'd be have to be happy with that as yeah. a Liverpool Oh, player. absolutely happy. And that's what I'm saying, getting the results, whereas I think last year we didn't really have that. Obviously, we had the drop in what it was and probably should have won some games that we didn't. And obviously the controversial game against Tottenham this year, which should be a replay, but I don't. It's interesting to see where that's going to go. Touchy, touchy. very touchy. I, I, to be honest, I don't think it should be a replay. Move on. Would you like a championship update? Oh, mate! For all our non-soccer fans who are all Leeds United fans now, you've all been commandeered. So I'll give you a Correct. bit of an update on the Leeds United. We did go away to Norwich, who are also a top six team at the moment in the championship. Went down two nil at half time. And then you know how like you play FIFA and you play as Argentina and then you play like a four-two-four just to get all the guns that are like ninety-fives yeah. on at once, so you get Messi, Aguero, and all that on. Daniel Farker, our manager, has decided to put six forwards on, a back four, and a goalie. Six but forwards for the last eighty minutes, and we end up scoring two goals to equalise and win the game. So we had two strikers, two strikers playing behind them, and then their wingers out wide, and it was just literally like, what the hell is going on here? Like taking off. Full backs and putting strikers on. But. How do you how do you watch that? By the way, 
um, considering that it's not on Optus Sport. You got to get a BN Sport. So I've got using all my emails and just getting free trials every week that we've <laughs> actually got a game that's aired. But if not, you're just getting the replays. Well, it's good to know at this stage, will they be promoted? Leads up to third. So sit tight. We're, we're coming. Yeah. And I love the playoff spot as well. I love. Obviously, you'd like to finish first and maybe even second, I think it might be, and just automatically get promoted. But playoff scenario there, I love it. Should, quick fire question, should the Premier League end in a playoff series? Uh, maybe not for the win, but I wouldn't mind it for maybe the last two Champions League spots and then you get a Europa and a Conference League spot if you don't win. I like it. That'd I be like it. That'd be massive money spinner. Yeah, it would it? I would, and uh, obviously Champions League next year is going to change. It's going to have a bigger dynamic for the way that's going to be. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that pans out. We're going to be a quick fire episode here tonight, Shed. Obviously, we've got the draft, so apologies to everyone out there, but we will be covering the sports around the world. And uh, like I said last week, there's nothing bigger around the world than the World Cups that we have in sport. And with cricket at the moment, it's very, very interesting around there. And you have been extra dominant, especially... Across the socials this week for us boys in in terms of talking about it, obviously Australia had a fantastic win the other day against Pakistan, nine for 367 we made, and then bowled out Pakistan for 305 after 45 overs. That was impressive. South Africa, wow, they took the absolute P1 double five out of England. It'll be interesting to see if England make the votes later. Lol. Uh, seven for 399 South Africa made in England all out for 170 off 22 overs, which is incredible within itself. India got the win over New Zealand in a close affair, and Sri Lanka got the chockies over the Netherlands as well. So the table at the moment does sit in terms of India, five matches, five wins, and then you've got New Zealand second, South Africa in third, Aussies in fourth, Pakistan fifth, and then rattle off the rest with England in ninth, which is hilarious for it. For a 10-team table. Absolutely. I did say last week there's a little bit of a door opening there with South Africa losing, Pakistan game coming up for Australia, and we did win that, so that was massive for us. So we've just jumped up into the fourth spot and we've fixed our net run rate a little bit by absolutely smacking them around against Pakistan. So that's definitely helped us. But we did promise last week that we were going to make a midway team of the tournament yes, so we far. Did. And I've done a little bit of research last night. I've done a little bit of ins and outing. Clearly, uh, Thorny didn't listen to the podcast last week because I potted him, and uh, I'm going to jackpot that. So he's up to two six-packs. He doesn't listen this week, and there's going to be no alerts given out to him for the other SC boys or uh, associates of Thorny. So it's up to two six-packs at this stage, and that shall roll on. It could be a pretty heavy Christmas the way we're going. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Speaking of heavy, I've got Rohit Sharma. (laughs) the order. Segway. So uh, as of before last night's game, all these stats are Rohit Sharma, did get a few last night, but I had him at 265 runs. So he's probably up to 300 runs there in five or six games, which is good going. I've got Devin Conway also opening the batting with him. He's on 249. He did not add to his total last night. I've got Rachin Ravinia in at three. He made 215 runs, but he's also taken three wickets. So he's a little bit of a spin option for me since it is in India at the moment. I uh, did add a few runs last night, and he is one to look out for. Ravindra from New Zealand. He's only 21 years old. Got Virat, the man. He's also over 300 runs now. He's coming in at four. Aiden Markram from South Africa. Now, him, Klaassen, and Ved Dusen 
are their middle order for South Africa, and they're all on about the same run. So I had to raffle off who I'm going to pick. Yep. And Aiden Markram won the raffle, so he's in there with 205 runs. I've got Rizwan, who at the time was the leading run scorer, but obviously the two Indian fellas have taken over, so he's my wicket keeper. So I couldn't get to cock Janssen from South Africa, eight wickets and 121 runs, took England to the cleaners. Uh, Mitchell Santner, leading wicket taker with twelve now 12 wickets, I believe. Shaheen Afridi, Shaheen Shah Afridi, sorry. Yep. Uh, with nine wickets, the left arm. Uh, Jasper Brummer, 10 wickets. I think he may have had a couple last night. And I've got, here we go, here's a mouthful. Dilshan Madhushankarna, Sri Lankan, as we all know him. Yeah. Uh, he's coming in 11, but he's also got 11 wickets. He's a young spinner, but we just love that side. Couldn't squeeze an Australian in there, possibly Dave Warner if he continues on the run, but that's the halfway point team. So it'll be interesting to see how it comes as of next week and then obviously as we finish the tournament, how many changes there will be. Mate, you've been dominant and it's great to see uh, you've done the research from there and I hope to see a couple of Aussies towards the end of the series and see how we pan out sitting in fourth at the moment. We've obviously played four games, two wins, two losses to date. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the Aussies go from here. Now, NFL time. Uh, I've been really invested this season. I would say it's the most NFL I've definitely watched. didn't get up. I'm, I'm not the type of guy at this stage to get up and watch a games, but I did get to watch a couple of games this morning just by pure luck of waking up. And I've got a few point notes that I want to make first, and I want to see if you want to go with anything first in terms of the Packers because, oh, boy. Yeah. She, I did have a look at our draw this year, and I thought, that's a pretty weak draw. We could be on here. Yeah. And I'm like, the Broncos, they smell, lock us up for a win there, and we have absolutely bottled it. Yeah. So now the Packers, we are done and dusted. We're no good. Check in with me again in the preseason next year, I think. <laughs> yeah. so, I like it. I like it. I will uh, have go through the dot points. Everyone can check the results from there in terms of the NFL as we go through it every week. We will have them here for reference, though, in case we need them. But a couple of dot points for me are the Jags are the real deal. Uh, now, today, I know the Saints aren't massive. They had a seven-point win in terms of what it does, but they've travelled all the way around from London, a couple of games there back home, then playing away against the Saints and had the win there. So Trevor Lawrence and uh, Etienne, I want to say it's Etienne. I'm not 100% Travis sure. Travis Etienne. Etienne is a great player as well. And so they're really starting to gel some form now, and I'm liking what they're doing. And Chicago, well, they've brought in a bloke who's working at the local Walmart, and they finally get the big W, which was very, very impressive. And uh, 18-point win that they had in the Raiders, well, they're diabolical at this stage. Jimmy G didn't play. I'm pretty sure it was a lower back issue that he is dealing with the Raiders quarterback. And Devontae Adams it hasn't had a great season by all accounts. Obviously, the former Packer, WR1 for the Packers, and doesn't look like his WR1 at this stage here for the Raiders. So trade deadline is very close, and it'll be interesting to see whether or not he gets traded. He did come out and say that they need to give him the ball more if we're going to win these games. He goes... It's not arrogant, but just throw the ball to me more. Yeah, we he's might basically win. saying I'm showtime, wouldn't he? Well, to be fair, that's all we did at the Packers and we managed to make a few playoffs uh, and have a few deep runs. Do, but, you, do you think that's obviously today they didn't get the win and played the Bears and lost very convincingly, didn't have their quarterback, but he made that statement after two wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that concerning that it's a bit of a me, me, me? Or is it, hey, this bloke's got the runs on the board, I think. we need to listen. If uh, LeBron James says, pass me the ball a little bit more. I'm not saying Devontae Adams is the LeBron James of wide receivers, but he's in that top five category and has been for the last six years. So when a man like that says, mate, just give me the ball a little bit more, I think I can help us win. 
you're probably going to have to listen to him. Next up point we're rolling through here. Browns make two strong performances, and that's two in a row now, two and five, sorry, four and two. Yes, I, I watched this game, and I watched a fair bit of it, and the Colts, uh, their quarterback, Minshaw, too, started off like a house on fire. And I'm talking two rushing tutties as the quarterback. And I'm going, who is this bloke? Is he the new Mahomes? And then he threw about 98 interceptions after that. And the game got ice from that point of view, but very high scoring game, 39 to 38. Really like to see from Deshaun Watson. He went down injured and the backup quarterback come in, got the job done for them. So the Browns just sneaky good. How bad of an injury are we talking? Uh, He got collected in the ribs on a throw, threw an interception, was turned over from a flag. But it's hard to know with the NFL in comparison. Obviously, we're big AFL fans. Like, you'll see a hamstring injury there and then they're back in two weeks. Yeah. Whether the uh, sports scientists over there are uh, Elon Musk-esque or the fact of they just put them out there and say, hey, we've got 16, 17 weeks of the season, you're playing. We're paying you 50 mil. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Brown's sneaky good. I'm liking it. Colts, a little bit to like. Jonathan Taylor found a bit of form today, so I really like his game. Worst uniforms of all time. Yeah, very, very questionable in terms of that. And their stadium's weird as well. Obviously, a lot of sunlight comes in there. You You know when you watch a game in outdoor event and the sun just has that glare on it so it's not mm. great for optics watching it on the TV. Just a little side note there from the CEO, just a little bit of improvement for the Indiana community. That's community. analysis. Oh, we like it. We do. Bengals, thank God for, for me, they had a bit of a mulligan this week, but it doesn't help that the Browns had that win and that's why I brought up that they're 4-2. and two. They are now at the bottom of their division, which is an incredibly tough division. Obviously, you've got the Ravens in there as well. So it was quite interesting to see that. Uh, the Giants' commanders, absolute snooze fest. Move on from that one. But the man I want to talk about is Lamar Jackson. And if Liam Thorne's messaged me about Lamar Jackson today, you must know he's had a good game. So he was enormous. He had 21 uh, from 27 catch attempts, 357 yards, plus three touchdowns to go with that. Two of them to go to Mark Andrew, the tight end. And he's just an absolute showboater. He is Lamar Jackson. That is huge. Well, I did pick him to win there 40, the other week. I think it was roughly 48 rushing yards as well, which he usually has a little bit of a combo there, but he was just throwing the ball ridiculously well. Steer clear there, betters, because he's a bit hot and cold, old Lamar, but when he goes big, he goes genuinely enormous. Here it is. Hey, let's have it, Jack. What happened in the Pats' bills? <sighs> is Bill still gone? Um, you in the notes I've wrote WTFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFF
Yep. Thoughts on that? We did call it last week. We were a bit questionable on them. I'm not sure the Chargers are actually just that good. I would love to see how bad they are if they actually didn't have him. Look, it's not always – we talk about quarterbacks and everyone does it around in the media circle, but obviously it's not just up to him. They let up 31 points today. But for me, sometimes you need it. he doesn't have that look about him where he's like, mm-hmm. let me win this game for you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being – very, very critical of Justin Herbert, or maybe it's because I picked him for the MVP last season and I've never forgiven him. I'll put the house on him to have a huge one next week because when you call people out, they tend to go large <laughs> yeah. next week. So uh, Toby Green said to him he needed a lift in uh, round two and he ends up becoming the All-Australian captain at the end of the season. That's right. So a few boys listening to the podcast out there, it is starting to take off. It's not working for Thorny, though. You're giving, giving him a few rub-ups. <laughs> yeah, uh, no reception. It's time to get into a bit of the NBA now. We're not too far away from our own NBA, so we're going to have to rattle through this a little bit quicker, and I haven't given you too much prep time shed, so I will start things off here. It's our draft night tonight. Like I said, NBA not too far away. Still some uncertainty around James Harden. I've brought it up every week since, but I want to know who is going to win in the East and who is going to win in the uh, the West and the NBA Finals winner from both of those two teams. I've got the Celtics, actually. I think they've won. The scenario with Drew Holiday. Correct. I believe that Dame, obviously, outstanding player. But, like, I'm not sure if it's a massive gap between him and Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday brings so much to that Bucks side. Well, that- if you look at the offensive power that they've got and bringing in poor singers as well. Yep. So I've got the same team as well. So I'm doubling down on that as well. I've actually got the Boston Celtics winning it myself. So I completely agree on that. I really like the dynamic of what they've got now and, and the way that the Boston Celtics will be looking this season. And for me in the West, I've actually got the Warriors. I've got the Warriors going to the finals against the Celtics, which I think is no, You listened to me money. the other week. Yeah, I, I, I was big on it. I was big on it. I had an NBA podcast yesterday. Shout out to the Mojo Stateside boys. And I felt like I was scuffed at for saying the Warriors would be good. I just think Curry might have one of those seasons where it's going to be unbelievable. How do you say it in the West? Uh, there's only one team that's going to win this, and they finished 15th last year, and it is the Victor Wembyamas, otherwise known as the San Antonio Spurs. Did you see my boy in You're the highlights? Right. You want to shoot it from out there, Clay? Get that out of here. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> Give me that. Oh, and I'll just go up the other end and just three. Pull up from three. Light the candle. Light the candle. He's hotter than fresh grease right now. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, no, we should. I'm, I'm tipping us in. We're making the play-ins. He is that good, my man. But I've also got the Phoenix Suns, just offense wins championships, and I think they might put it together. Hopefully injuries will be the only thing that can stop them. So It, it is going to be a media circus if they're not anywhere near it. Oh, yeah. Very much like the Lakers when they got Westbrook, I think. Knives will come out. Yeah. Steak knives. And speaking of steak knives, uh, my Pistons will go no good this year, I don't think. Uh, but <laughs> we will go through the awards and I'll be quick with it. So Rookie of the Year, I think it goes without saying for yourself, should be Wemby. I completely agree with that. I think it could be either a health or a game management thing that does cost that. Sixth Man of the Year, I haven't given you any prep on this, so my apologies if you want to fire one out. For me, I've got Bobby Portis. I think with that Bucks team and the way that they are playing, I just think that for him, he's just going to fill that role beautifully. And a lot of the other six men, like people are saying Chris Paul, uh, there's a lot of chat about Emmanuel Quickly, who is the favourite this year. Mm-hmm. But for me, a lot of the time, they're going to be playing a lot 
more regular starting minutes yep. than them. So Chris Paul, obviously, for starters. Draymond Green, I believe, is out for a little bit to start the season. So they're going to be quite small in terms of the Warriors there. But for yourself? I've got Kelly Oubre Jr. for the 76ers. If they can actually put it together, I think he's going to have a lot of chances. And we know he does not falter away when the ball gets into his hands and he's got a little bit of space. So. Smelly Oubre can absolutely hoop. And I... I I seen the other day, I was watching a preseason game, and obviously with the NBA, trades, trades, trades are happening, and a lot of them were in Ju- July, I'm going to say with July. So it's like Kelly Oubre's at the Sixers, and you're going to have a little bit of that, I think, at the start of the season. Joe Ingles at Orlando Magic. Yeah. A few of those picks that we're not going to realize until the draft, which is in 40 minutes. So let's rattle it off now for the next one. Most improved player this season, and for me, it's no other than... Start your engines. Motorcade is going to absolutely dominate. $14 he is paying. Most improved player. Fill your boots. Thanks for coming. Oh, I don't know about that. You've got to win games, don't you, usually to get most improved? Yeah, but I feel like third season players are really – the weird thing is you should be improving in your third year, but it's the way that they've sort of gone. So I'll go stab in the dark. I'll go DeAndre Ayton. Ooh. A bit more of a role out there in Portland. So let's see what happens with him. What's next? Dominant from you. I want to. We'll we'll go for our MVPs, and I've got a roughie as well to go with mine. So my MVP, I think that the Celtics win the title. So, funnily enough, I've got Tatum winning the MVP, which is a little bit low hanging fruit for some people, but I just feel like he really started to click towards the end of probably the last two seasons. He's been really dominant, and my roughie and my roughie team that I've spoken about on the pod before, Zion Williamson. If that man stays healthy. He's scary good, and he's paying 61 smokers at this stage. I don't know. I just really like the gel of that team, and we spoke about 30 and 12, scary good player at times. Don't think he'll win it. That's why he's my roughie, but that's who I've gone with. I'll go Jokic to win it. I think they've sort of gave the nice guy award out there, let him let Embiid have one last year. So a bit look, of voters fatigue. for him to just settle up, do the exact same thing again, and get the award straight back in his hands. Bang. Any roughies from you? Not that I can think of at the top of Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. Possibly. I think with MVP, your your team's going to be up there. Imagine if, hypothetically, I'm just getting a bit juiced now for the draft. If he wins it, I'll get a tap. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Well, everyone's getting a tap. Everyone everyone (laughs) on the pod is getting a tap. That would just be astronomical, wouldn't it? Oh. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the NBA season. Uh, we will finish. Unfortunately, we won't have a quiz because uh, I win it every week. And uh, I think if you just give me the quiz this week, no one's probably going to beat me except for the audience. So we will go through the vote shed, which you've been so kind to do. So fire away, mate. I've got one vote for the MVP. I've got Ravindra from New, um, New Zealand, who we just mentioned, 21 years old, taking the World Cup by storm. So he'll be one to look out for. The New Zealand All Blacks, though, are Doubted a little bit going into this World Rugby World Cup and they've managed to make it all the way to the final. They've got a big task ahead of them against the Springbok on Saturday night, but well done to getting there. And Leeds United, boys, 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 coming back from 2-0 down to win with their 17 forwards. And we go to the Fraud Award here, and I'm just going to handball over to you here for the one vote. You've got Kai Jones written down here. Yes, so Kai Jones at the Charlotte Hornets. Not sure if he was drafted... I'm pretty sure he was drafted last year. Don't quote me on this one, but uh, took for himself to Twitter or currently known as X and uh, made his status, I've officially requested a trade from Charlotte, hashtag goat life. 
without actually letting his manager or the club know. Or us knowing who he is. Yes, or knowing who he is. And uh, he's putting up a couple of TikTok dances and saying he's already better than a couple of Hall of Famers out there. So we might do a little bit of a psych eval over in North Carolina Jeez, at this got stage. A, got but, a little bit of that LeVar ball about him. Yes. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite interesting. But, yeah, it's not the way that you want to go. And, obviously, he's probably a little bit going on in the brain department there. So uh, that's why he's only got the one. Two votes. The Wallabies, very disappointing. They had a lot of doubters going into the World Cup and they've absolutely proved them right, not even making the finals, losing out to Fiji. Uh, so Playing your youngest side and the coach allegedly going to another nation mm. before the World Cup and then doubling down that he's not leaving anywhere. Rugby is in trouble. In Sorry, my yeah, that's that is the alarm sounding for the Wallabies yeah. in Australia. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> ring, um, ring the bell. <laughs> and England, just the country in general, losing to South Africa twice within the one night, absolutely getting pummeled in the Cricket World Cup, and then not even winning the Moral World Cup here. And in the rugby, losing out of the Springbok. So two two from two losses against South Africa in one night. And I think having your peas with your fish and chips with no extra other side dish as well is probably another accumulating factor there. Yeah, with curry sauce. Yeah. <laughs> mm, interesting. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Shed, mate. Um, go and enjoy the draft night, mate. No one else is going to be listening to this until it comes out. Uh, who is going to be your number one pick? Let's say if you get number one. We spoke about last week. Give us a little bit of a, a feed. I'll... Hand on heart, I won't be saying anything. I'll, I'll do the same. Taking Nikola Jokic, and if he's not there, I'm going Giannis. Nice. Big man early. You said that last week. A bit of a smoker in the draft for you, for any fantasy people out there. Uh, we talked about LaMelo Ball being taken very high in a few drafts. Uh, he does have a bit of a red flag on him. Obviously, could get shut down, a little bit injury prone. But when he's on, he's dropping massive numbers. So I like it. Obviously, for me, Zion uh, is going to be that player as well. He's projected in the 60s. So if you take him, I might have to strangle you. But uh, <laughs> see how we go. we'll see how we go. Thanks for joining me, mate. See you, boys. See you, boys.